Hi, it's Andrea Partee. You know, I am a dog health advocate. I've been helping dogs through their people online since 2009. You know, I love dogs. In fact, I think I've loved all animals since I was in the womb. <laughs> I mean, how can anyone in their right mind not love a dog with a wagging tail who goes belly up for a tummy rub? As a kid, I tried everything to get my mom to say yes to a dog. I begged. I pleaded. I asked and at every birthday and Christmas. Never worked. Um, whenever I came, if I found a dog, okay, if I came upon a dog, like in the neighborhood, that didn't have a person with him, I'd coax it to come home with me and then tell my mother how much it needed us. But the answer was always the same. I have five kids and a husband to pick up after. I am not adding a dog to my workload. Obviously, my mom didn't have a dog as a kid because those big brown eyes had no effect on her whatsoever. If you asked me what I wanted to be when I was growing up, the answer was always the same. A veterinarian and a mom. I worked hard in school, I got good grades, and in my freshman year in high school, I went in to see my guidance counselor to find out what I'd have to do to get into vet school. I was stoked. But that woman laughed at me. She told me that I should pick something achievable, something more normal, like a nurse or a teacher or a secretary. It wasn't too long after listening to her that I ran to the girl's bathroom and cried like my life was over. If I couldn't be what I wanted, what was the point in staying in school? So I did stuff for extra credits. I took classes at the adult school, typing, bookkeeping, dictation, stuff like that. I worked at an elementary school as a teacher's aide for a kindergarten class. And I worked the school switchboard instead of taking a lunch. Yep, that's how long ago that was. If you've ever seen Lily Tomlin's act when she's on the switchboard plugging people in and you know, unplugging people, that's actually what I did. And I was good at it. In fact, I've always been lucky that I could learn whatever I put my mind to. Anyway, um, I graduated early and I moved out of my parents' house on my 18th birthday. I got a job and a dog and a cat and a hamster. Life was good. I found a vet four blocks away so I could walk the dog there because I didn't have a car. And, you know, looking back, I didn't have much of anything, but I was on my own, and I had my pets, and that's what mattered. I idolized my vet. I drove, I'm sure that I drove Dr. Jack absolutely nuts with all my questions. I asked about every single thing he was doing, why he was doing it, what did it tell him. I asked about foods and prescriptions, and I read every tiny word on the printout when my, when my dogs or my cats got, uh, got prescriptions. Four years later, Dr. Jack encouraged me to go back to school to become a vet. My employer agreed to adjust my schedule to an earlier time so I could catch the bus from San Francisco to my hometown in Hayward and drive over to the JC for my prerequisites. Yes, I actually got a car by then. I had, let's see, I would leave my apartment about 5 a.m. and get home around 10 p.m. And pretty often I'd fall asleep doing my homework. About four months in, 
My world came crashing down. I mean, I lost it. My mother was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and I needed to spend time with her while I could. I gave up again. Mom died a week before my 23rd birthday, and I felt like an orphan. I didn't go back to school, but five months later, I was married. And I actually agreed to go on uh, on my husband's two-year work assignment to Jebel, Saudi Arabia. I came home with nightmares, but also a deep appreciation of other cultures. I just learned so much about people and and how awesome people are and also things that scare people that didn't scare me and vice versa. Anyway, I came home with a secret habit of questioning popular beliefs. Anyway, then ah, I got, I so lucked out. I was blessed with kids. I learned a lot about health because of my kids and because of my children. I started growing a backbone. When my son Kyle was diagnosed with severe asthma at two years old and put on albuterol nebulizer twice a day, he fussed. He hated it. He didn't want to keep that big thing over his head, over his face. And I felt guilty. And to top it off, his personality changed. He acted so strange. And the pediatrician never mentioned side effects. Then one day at Mother morning, Mother's Morning Out, yes, that's what we used to do when they were little before preschool, um, a woman, a really brave woman, came up to me and suggested that it was dairy causing the asthma. I thought she was a total whack job. But on the other hand, what did I have to lose? Three weeks after taking Kyle off dairy, his asthma was gone. I was so excited. I told his pediatrician. You know what she said? <laughs> she said food had absolutely nothing to do with it and I'd be back. Well, I didn't need to go back, ever, and it's been about 30 years. And also, it turns out that nowadays, they don't give anyone, any kids, albuterol in a nebulizer younger than the age of four. And maybe it's because they can't talk about the side effects of chest pains and racing heartbeat. Three years or so later, um, my doctor, my doctor, you'd think I could... <laughs> My daughter, this is a really tough one. My daughter acted like she'd had a lobotomy after her first DPT shot at three months old. I rushed her to the pediatrician who claimed she'd never heard of that side effect, so I shouldn't worry about it. Besides, she claimed that her heartbeat was fine. Well, my daughter was not fine at all. And it was years later I read about brain swelling and other side effects from a medical doctor. Well, then I ended up with a stroke of luck. You know, sometimes karma or whatever it is, you know, life just, you just happen to be in the right place at the right time. And I heard about a naturopath. <laughs> you know, seriously, I didn't even know what a naturopath was at the time. She actually had to explain it to me. And it made sense. Plus, herbs and homeopathy don't didn't have side effects. So I was I was all in. And as she explained it, all parts of the body work together as a team. Nutrition is key 
and supporting the weak area of the body helps the entire body heal itself. She just, this woman was so wonderful. I'm, I'm going to have to have her on and, and um, do an interview with her because I love her. And she's still, <laughs> she's still my natural path, you know, 30 years later. Um, anyway, she taught me so much about food and natural remedies. Heck, I even had probiotics in the fridge by 96. My kids were no longer getting sick. And at yearly checkups, the pediatrician accused me of cheating on her, cheating on her by going to another MD. But I didn't have to. My kids weren't sick. I started using herbs and homeopathy, even for my dogs, and I loved it. But I still had one huge lesson to learn. And that lesson was the infamous flea debacle in 2006. Nothing natural would help. Absolutely nothing. Now, my uh, my flea story is is one that has been on my website, and so if you're if you've never heard it, here's what happened. I had um, five big dogs. I had five pits, all about over seventy pounds, and they got the worst case of fleas I've ever seen in my life. Um, I bathed them daily, and and. A hundred fleas a day came off of each dog. A hundred. They were scratching like crazy. They were rubbing against the furniture, the floor, the walls. I mean, they there was even blood coming from them and getting stuck to the walls, the fridge and the furniture. And, and it was just horrible. Well, I never had believed in using the topical flea stuff because it's a pesticide and I didn't think it was safe. But after trying everything natural I could think of, I finally gave up, and I got some spot-on treatment. Well, two of my dogs got really, really sick and got these giant pustules around their neck and head. Helen, um, she was worse than, than Samut's was, and she, um, I thought she was going to die. She went in the back of the closet and wouldn't come out, and it just, it, anyway, it was a horrible thing to have to go through. Um, so that's kind of when it dawned on me that I had been missing with my dogs what had been working for my kids. For heaven's sakes, my dogs would see the vet more often than my kids would see the pediatrician. What was I missing? Nutrition. Real nutrition. I was so afraid of doing something different because People weren't feeding raw back then. And, of course, there's always, and, and I, I hear from my customers and my clients, the same thing is still going on where vets and other people are saying it's dangerous because of the germs and that you don't know what you're doing. And there's just all kinds of garbage going on about it. But the bottom line here is that the more a food is processed, the harder it is for the body to use it. So, and dogs need a lot of protein. They need real protein from like animal-based protein, not not pea protein, which really doesn't doesn't work for a dog. But anyway, um, I read three different books, and I finally switched all five of my dogs to a raw diet. And I got to tell you, it was scary because at the time, um, you know, my budget was really really low lower than you can imagine. And I used chicken leg quarters because I could get those for 65 cents a pound. Um, 
anyway, each dog would get a chicken leg quarter for a meal. I ended up putting other things in there, but but that's where I started. Okay. Anyway, the point is I was scared shitless that somebody was going to choke on a bone that, um, you know, and then there's the stories about that it would poke a hole in their intestines and they'd bleed internally. And there was just everything I'd ever heard frightened me. But guess what happened? What happened was my dog started getting more energy. They started feeling better. They started acting better. And my dog, Helen, who'd been through so much. And by the way, I thought she was arthritic because it was so hard for her to move around. She always looked like she was stiff. Well, Helen started running around like a pup again. And uh, for me, the best part was that that their poops were so little and they didn't stink. It wasn't like kibble poop that draws all those flies and you can't open the windows because, you know, you don't want the whole house to smell even when you clean up every other day. No, I didn't do it every day. I should have. But, you know, it just was never on my fun thing to do list. So anyway, so every other day I'd have, you know, a lot of poop because if you figure five dogs twice a day, that's 10 poops a day. That's a lot of poop. Anyway, so after they went to Raw, I go out there and it's like, uh, uh, where's the poop? No, seriously, I'm like looking. I know where they go. And I'm just finding like little white things. And first of all, the poop was so tiny. But uh, but they were turning white because I lived in the south and because the, um, the weather there is uh, more conducive to this, they, they literally deteriorated, you know. They... What's the word? You know what I mean? Decomposed. And so within two weeks top, even in bad weather, they were gone. It, this, this just, it changed my life. It changed my life seeing my dogs change. And one of my dogs, my oldest dog, um, actually had cancer. And I knew he had cancer. Um, when I put him on a raw diet, um, I took him in thinking that, you know, he'd be lucky if he had, you know, two years, at least I could give him two good years instead of his owner putting him down. And, uh, oh my God, I love that dog. He ended up being just the most awesome dog in the world. And he used to not be much of an eater too. Um, when I'd give him kibble, he would, he would literally, he would bury it. He, and if he was inside, he would flip the bowl over and then ding on the rug, you know, dig it like he was trying to bury it. He never ate more than a few bites, and he was really thin. But when I switched him to raw, that boy came alive. And not only that, I'll, I'll tell you a story in another one, but, um, but Bones ended up outliving his son. He outlived... Uh, he ended up living with cancer um, very happily on a raw diet and, yeah, some herbs. But he stayed with me until he was 14. So I I don't even know. I'd have to go back and figure it out. So five, six, seven years, that dog had cancer, and he was fine. Nobody would know. He was He was so happy. Now, I can't say that I could do that for anybody else's dog. I don't even know why Bones lived as long as he did. Seriously. All I know is I went by what I knew. And that was nutrition, 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 which included herbs. 
to help certain parts of his body. And that guy, well, anyway, the reason I do what I do is because of a promise I made to him. And, um, and that's why I'm here. So I think I'll wrap this one up and um, get a hold of myself. And I will see you the next time around.